The Quackcast, Revenant Edition, number 230. It's called Adjectives. The references to this podcast can be found at Science-Based Medicine with the entry of the same name, Adjectives, from November 21st, 2023. Adjectives are important. Adjectives, of course, describe nouns, and adjectives can bias how you think about the world. In politics, well, you can come up with your own examples. In our skeptical world of science-based medicine, there are adjectives complementary and alternative that, when applied to the noun medicine, add nothing. Those modalities that like to describe themselves with those adjectives are diluting themselves. Given that, as is so often noted at this blog, they are neither complementary nor alternative to reality-slash-science-based medicine. But I would suspect that the adjectives help give scam practitioners a feeling that they are actually involved with something positive and worthwhile. Nope. Reality-based medicine can suffer from the same issues. For years, I said there were only two rules in medicine that were 100% true all of the time. The first was that infections went to disc space and then to vertebral bodies, but tumor went to bone sparing the disc. The fact was 100% reliable. And then it wasn't. At the end of my long and storied career, I had a case where the infection went to the vertebral body, avoiding the disc space, a Brody's abscess of the spine. I found a few other cases on the PubMeds, so 99.9999999999% reliable. The other rule, however, has remained true to this day, that anyone who uses the adjective strong or powerful or big gun to modify the noun antibiotic is an idiot who knows nothing about the treatment of infectious diseases. I have never witnessed a black swan to disprove the rule. There is usually nothing intrinsically strong, powerful, or big gun about any antibiotic, like applying honesty and integrity to, well, take your pick. They are adjectives that do not belong. Ciprofloxacin, an antibiotic I have often heard described with those adjectives, is a useless antibiotic if I were treating my central nervous system syphilis. Not that I have central nervous system syphilis, mind you, but as an example. Vancomycin, another antibiotic that is often described as strong or powerful, actually stinks on ice. It is expensive, toxic, has lousy pharmacokinetics, and is barely able to kill bacteria. In the scheme of antibiotics, it is often suboptimal, but sometimes the only choice. The adjectives strong, powerful, and big gun likely give the prescribing physician the false sense that they know what they are doing and the receiving patient the false confidence that something extraordinary is being done. It ain't. But saying I am prescribing something expensive, toxic, broad spectrum with increased side effects would probably not be well received. What you want for antibiotics, well, for any intervention, is a treatment that is reliably effective for a given medical problem that never apply to scams. Which brings us to placebo. I have written about placebo before. Actually, much of my scam writings are about placebo. There are multiple links on the blog to my placebo articles. I suspect the most common adjective found in front of the placebo is powerful. Powerful shows up in book titles, journal articles, and New York Times editorials. Quote, in research settings, placebo responses are powerful, but a nuisance, as they make detecting a drug's superiority over a placebo difficult. 
In the clinical practice, they are powerful, but often require deception, making them unethical. There is open-labeled placebo, where the patient is knowingly told about being treated with placebo. Quote, the OLP approach verbally fosters a positive expectancy, typically by conveying some variation of the following discussion points. A. Placebos are powerful. B. The body automatically responds to placebos. Compliance is important. And positive attitudes help but are not necessary. Since the effects of fantasy-based therapies often discussed at science-based medicine, acupuncture, homeopathy as an example, are all due to the powerful placebo, just what does that mean? What is powerful? Is placebo able to leap over tall buildings in a single bound? I don't know. Placebo isn't an adjective that is ever strictly defined in reference to placebo that I can find. It appears to be an intrinsic but unmeasured and unmeasurable property of placebo. Powerful is key. Powerful is innate intelligence. Powerful is dilution and succussion. Powerful is all sound and fury signifying nothing. It is an axiom, unproven. Placebo are not going to have any effect on any process I saw in my career. Placebo will not cure pneumonia, send lymphoma into remission, or modify a myocardial infarction. If there is an objective medical issue, expect no benefit from placebo. In comparison to placebo, even vancomycin would be powerful. But placebo would not be reliably effective against any process that would send you to the emergency room. So not powerful for most medical problems. What the placebo does help in patients is reported symptoms, usually pain. It does nothing for the underlying problem, but does change the perception of the problem. Take, as one of many examples, osteoarthritis and placebo. Pain and stiffness are improved with a placebo intervention. Walking time, strength, and range of motion are not. This is a common effect from these powerful placebos, improvements of the subjective but not the objective, which is nice if you are the patient, but a modest decrease in subjective discomfort does not powerful make. Placebo informations are certainly not reliably effective. It depends perhaps upon the patient. Quote, certain personality types, participants suggested, might be better suited to benefit from placebo. Others suggested that only open-minded participants would experience improvement. Open-minded? Lol. But maybe it is the gullible or the fantasy-prone who come under the power of placebo. And placebos cost money. Quote, Please, God, tell me it would be dirt cheap. And, quote, On some level, I find it offensive that I would have to pay for a sugar pill. If you are on a limited income, having to pay for a sugar pill would be powerfully annoying. I can't see how the term powerful can be applied to placebos except as a marketing ploy. It is all PR. I still think the best descriptor for placebo effect is beer goggles. I look better and am a lot funnier if you have had two pints of IPA. Or maybe three. Let's make that four. But I haven't changed and you are out 10 bucks, it's happy hour, and your liver has taken another hit. Same effect from placebos. When I was a kid and did a suboptimal job on some assigned task, my dad would call the result half-assed. 
Now there is an adjective that can be applied to all placebos. Next time you see an article promoting the powerful placebo and just substitute half-ass for powerful, it's a better fit and more descriptive. And that ends the QuackCast number 230. References are available at Science-Based Medicine from the entry of the same name. And don't forget, I have a novel out, Skeptics in the Pub, Cholera. Not only is it available at Science-Based Medicine, where I am serializing it, but you can actually buy a copy on Amazon.com. Do it, man. My goal is to make enough money from the sale of this novel to be able to join the Science Fiction Writers of America, a dream I have had since high school. Talk to you next time. Bye.